Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Stats Canada says Saskatchewan remains the breadbasket of Canada. The latest Census of Agriculture report released this morning shows Saskatchewan has more than 40% of the field crop acreage in all of Canada. APAS Vice President Norm Hall says it is good news, but he would like to see more diversification of farming. It would be great if we could diversify even more and, and bring in more fruits and veggies and, and get that industry growing even stronger and, and strengthen our, our livestock industry too. But yeah, that we have the most acres, good to know. The average age of farmers is up one year from the 2011 census and now stands at 55 years of age. And there are slightly more farmers under the age of 35, which account for less than 10%. Your thoughts there? Well, one sad thing about it, I am now not one of the young farmers. I'm over the, the uh, that hump, but it's not surprising. The young guys have come in, but not the same rate as we need them to. And, of course, with more and more guys retiring and, and younger farmers taking on more, the, the average size of the, the farms are getting bigger, too. And, and that's not always a good thing for the communities, for small communities. It's tongue-in-cheek, but if I, I've always said, how do you tell an endangered species it's by the number of breeding pairs on the land, and by those stats, we don't have near enough young farmers out there to populate the schools in, in the small communities. So I think we're going to see, as we go forward, more and more trouble keeping small communities viable and active because there just isn't that young farm population to keep the numbers up. Are you also concerned about the number of beef cattle operations? It's down 12% from five years ago. And beef cattle numbers are down 2.3%. Yeah, it, it's always a concern because once guys get out of cattle, they rarely get back in, especially at the average age that we are. A lot of those numbers are the uh, small mixed farmers that had 50, 75, 100 head. They're just getting out, whether their infrastructure's old or whatever. They're getting out and they're not going to get back in. And the young guys, a lot of them are going for the grain farms as opposed to uh, the cattle operations. But it's, it's good to hear that the livestock numbers themselves aren't down that much. Although, once again, it would be great if we could increase the numbers of, of livestock and use up all of the ag land in Saskatchewan, not just the grain land and, and so on. We need to make use of all of our land. Canola was the leading crop, followed by spring wheat and lentils. Any surprises there? Not at all. It's the profitable crop. Canola, lentils, and up until just recently, Durham. They were all, all the leaders as far as profit went. So, of course, uh, guys are going to be pushing the rotations and getting more canola in there. Stats Can says the operating profit margin for farmers in Saskatchewan was the most favorable in Canada, with expenses reaching $0.78 cents for every dollar in sales. That is surprising, but it is a good number. Uh, 22% margin, is it's got to be one of the best that we've ever had over, over uh, any kind of period of time. So, uh, yeah, good to see. Norm, how's seeding going? I caught you on the seeder. Yeah, we're, this area is just nicely rolling. Some of us have been going for a few days. Others are still getting rolling. But it seems like a pocket here, even though we are on the south shores of the Cool Lakes, one of the wetter areas around the soil that we've got here seems to let us on the land. And, and we've missed a lot of the rains that other areas got over the last week and 10 days. So it's, it's progressing fairly well, anywhere from 0 to 25% done in the area. Norm Hall is the vice president of APAS and the CFA and farms in the Winyard area of northeast Saskatchewan. The average size of a farm, according to the Stats Canada Census of Agriculture, is almost 1,800 acres in Saskatchewan. That's up 120 acres in size from five years ago. 
The area devoted to cropland is up 7%, while the number of beef cattle operations is down 12%. Beef cattle numbers are down 2.3% in the past five years. Saskatchewan has 34,523 farms, down 6.6% in five years. Canola was the leading crop by area, followed by spring wheat and lentils. StatsCan says the operating profit margin for farmers in Saskatchewan was the most favorable in the nation, with expenses reaching 78 cents for every dollar in sales. A Senate report says farmers and food processors are facing more challenges in gaining access to foreign markets. Committee Deputy Chair Terry Mercer says one of 18 recommendations is the National Committee to monitor international trade. Its findings would be used to shape negotiations aimed at eliminating these barriers. Canada should also negotiate more multilateral trade agreements and work with its uh, trade partners to streamline the World Trade Organization's dispute resolution mechanism to make it more effective and less costly. Other recommendations include improved access to infrastructure grants for farmers and food processors investing in new technologies and new government program to help farmers hire foreign workers to address labor shortages. Professor of Plant Science at the University of Saskatchewan has been conducting research on lentil seeding rates and row spacing. Steve Shirtliff talks about the seeding rates for different market classes of lentils. So what we looked at is the optimum seeding rate for lentils different in different classes, and we thought it might be because we had some data that suggested it might be. And as it turned out, it looks like the one class that differs from the rest is the small red class. It seems to have respond to a higher seeding rate. In other words, it yield keeps going up above what the original recommended seeding rate was of 140 plants per meter squared, about 14 plants per square foot. So that's what we see, and it's somewhere probably around 200. We haven't quite zeroed it in yet. We're working on some economic analyses to do that. But for the other classes, the current recommendation looks pretty good. And that's probably because we did this study in years where it was quite wet. And uh, as producers know, in wet years, you tend to get disease. And in if you have a really thick stand of plants, you also tend to get diseases as well. So something else we looked at, we wanted to see if you were very aggressive about managing your diseases, was there some possible yield benefits to going toward to a higher seeding rate? And in fact, when we did that, when we applied two fungicides, had two fungicide applications instead of just one, we found that going to a higher seeding rate, you know, approximately, we used double as just a test for this. We haven't zeroed in on exactly the most often optimum one under that circumstances, but it certainly suggests that going to a higher seeding rate, somewhere around 20 plants per square foot targeting, if you are going to be aggressive about managing your diseases, it probably will will certainly result in most years in greater yield. Shirtliff was asked about a correlation between seed size and row spacing. Well, row spacing is something we looked at as well, and we didn't we, we didn't look at that in all seed classes, but we just wanted to look at row spacing, and you know, it varies a lot, and we kind of just have an initial study, so I don't want to, from the end of the world, but it, in some years, for sure, in most years, if you, as, you, as soon as you start getting wider than about than 12-inch rows, you start to see the yield dropping off, and that's, that's good. I think most air seeders are in that range. There's some that are a bit wider. You'll see a, a small drop going wider, but certainly it's there, and it's real, and, that, and those studies were also done in years where there was a lot of disease as well, so it seems that we don't certainly want to get wider than 12 inches and probably in some years narrower maybe a bit better but that, again that's something we have to look at a bit more I think I'm not as confident about that one because we just didn't test as many environments as 
we didn't do it as many times as, as we could have. Shirtliff was asked about seeding rates and row spacing on weed control. We didn't look at the effect of row spacing on weed control, but in terms of weed control, when you have a higher seeding rate, it's much easier. I always like to think of it as you're building a more competitive crop canopy. So then, therefore, you don't have to rely on your herbicides as much. If you have a very sparse canopy, those weeds can get more late. And if your herbicides don't work well, then the weeds can come back and then those holes that are still there in the canopy grow through. Whereas if you have a, a dense canopy from a higher seeding rate, going to you know, somewhere around double the recommended seeding rate, what we'd see, and this is universal across the board, always, 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 is you get much better weed control and much better weed suppression. Steve Shirtliff is a professor in the University of Saskatchewan's Department of Plant Sciences. Arts. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Today, Viterra prices for canola increased 90 cents at $514. Oats fell $259 at $170.91. Number one red spring wheat dropped $1.62 at $233.89. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $269.29. Feed barley 125.03, flax 453.96, yellow peas 331 dollars, feed wheat 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was down a half cent at 5.40 and a half cents a bushel. The livestock report on the source 6:20 CKRM. And now the latest livestock report. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, May the 10th. We start our regular sales today. A nice solid run here with 900 feeders, 300 cows and bulls. A total of 1,200 for the day. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, 102 to 112. Sales to 114, 15, 16 on these high yielding kind. D3 cows, 85 to a dollar. These old type cows with lumps, bumps, weaker cows, 50 to 70. Good bulls, 125 to 135. Sales to 140. Uh, we had a couple of bulls topped out at 145. The feeder market, I have no price today because we haven't sold any when I aired my report. All I can say is it will be strong and active with good demand. I think I should be safe saying that. Next Wednesday, 50 cow-calf pairs coming to town. Total herd dispersal, full vaccination program. They will sell at 11 o'clock next Wednesday. And this Friday, May the 12th, sheep, lamb, goat sale. They will sell at 11 and horses at 5, receiving all day Thursday from 8 to 8 and right up until sale time on Friday. That's it for this week. Important weekend coming up. Give your mom a call. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,500 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 162 to 164 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,000 heads, selling in a range of 167 to 169 per CKG. 